Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 181 of the Because of the Podcast. I am, as always, one of your hosts, Emilson, and joining me, we have my co-host, Anomaly. Hello. And as we are recording this, Echo just had a 2% wipe on Mythic Firak. They are they are closing in. They, that is they are for sure. Yeah, every, everybody's getting close. Uh, Liquid has had multiple sub ten percent wipes. Uh, Liquid's best is six and six point five percent. Six and a half. I think it's still six and a half percent. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> it's it's a race. It is genuinely a race. It um, is. Yeah. Coming out of the wire. Yeah. So, uh, but the expectation, I think, before we get into too much of this, I think everybody expects Fire Act to die today. I think. I, yeah, I think I think we will see a kill of, yeah, Mythic Fire Act today for sure. Yeah, after the low percentage wipes, I think it's just putting something together that, that yeah, they get yeah. to kill it, so. Yeah, It'll be. but uh, we are not at Mythic Fire Act yet. Before we, like, talk about race stuff, how is your uh, progression this week? Uh, very easy because I didn't go. Um, so uh, Thanksgiving stuff. Yeah. So we, uh, I went, I went home for Thanksgiving. So we left actually Tuesday cause I had off, I have off Thursday and Friday and then I just took off Wednesday from work. So I okay. went home a little bit earlier. Uh, we raid Tuesday, Thursday. So we have a makeup raid this week tomorrow. Um, but the guild we cleared, uh, they went cleared all of heroic, all of normal on Tuesday. And so, We'll have the first three on Mythic tomorrow, plus hopefully a council kill. I think that's who we're working on next. Um, but yeah, they they had an easy clear, I guess. I don't know. Um, no real issues from that. So um, yeah, I didn't. I have not raided. I've not done any raids. Well, I lied. I did LFR to try and get four piece. Yeah, uh, did not work out. Um, but I've been stuck since then. Got home on Friday, and I've done. I did one key Friday night, so I got home at 10, jumped on, and, and did a key late. And then I did uh, 10 or 12 keys yesterday, um, which, is, which is wild to me because I think that is the most keys I've done uh, in a, a single day. <laughs> yeah, on a week two ever. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, we did a bunch of keys, did a bunch of rises, falls, and, uh, and ever blooms actually, so... Um, hey, yes, you do ever bloom this week. How was it? Uh easy. We did it on a twenty, I want to say, or nineteen. Okay. Um, hey, other than like just, I mean, as a healer, just watch pulling too many of the flower packs, and it's not too bad because yeah. the first thing. Um, but other than that, well, no, yeah, really <laughs> easy. I mean, the um, whatever the third boss, the the mage boss, mage still one, yeah. still annoying. Um, yeah. she seems to, whenever she does the fire thing, potentially just two shot someone, um, with the random like damage that goes out. So, um, that's exciting. But yeah, as long as you have, I mean, if you're doing it with your guild, like last boss is actually super easy. Um, just kill the ad before it, you know, so you don't get a bad overlap of damage yeah. and you're, you're done. So, but no, keys have been fun. I mean, we did, did a bunch of twenties, um, got a bunch of portals. So, um, nice. Yeah, it was uh wasn't wasn't a bad week in the key key world. So bursting, what is it? Bursting in uh entangling. entangling. Yeah. So that, so I will say that I do run with a paladin or two, <laughs> which makes entangling a joke. <laughs> yeah. So um, but yeah, but other than that, um no, it was it was a fun, fun time, and then we'll see how tomorrow's raid goes. So we'll we'll do an nice. makeup raid tomorrow. So nice. How was uh how was how was your because you you did you rated on Friday right yeah we rated Friday, yeah. um we 
So our, our week one, like we did not end up getting Igira Mythic down. We got Fire Eye Heroic pretty easily. We got Root Mythic without well, too much difficulty, but Igira defied us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we came in on Friday this week. Full cleared Heroic in like an hour 15, which oh, is nice. crazy. Yeah, crushed it. That is so fast. Uh, and then knocked out the first three of Mythic. Two of whom, like, we, we killed Vol- Volkaros and Igira without having killed them before, which is nice. nice. Uh, and we had a, uh, like, 30% wipe on Council of Dreams. Oh, um, okay. So, and that was, like, I, I was talking a little bit at the pre-show. Because of Thanksgiving stuff, I was, like, slammed and did, well, Thanksgiving and moving. I have a blurred background, so you can't see all the boxes on, <laughs> on stream. Um, and uh, so we didn't have healing cooldowns for Council of Dreams. Nice. Like, they, our healers just straight YOLO'd it. I like that. I like um, that. So, yeah, that, that was, uh, that was we, we did really good on Friday. Um, and awesome. so that also, like, that's awesome, but also means that, like, today... I've been prepping for uh, Council of Dreams, actually doing Healing Kunlans for it. Nice. Nimue, which comes right after. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Laradar, which is another like, Nimue and Laradar are like, people go back and forth on which one you should do first. I don't think there's a clear answer right now. Yeah, no. Uh, more people have killed Nimue, so uh, we're doing that one first. Nice. Um, but it's just like, if we go in and we knock out Cancel in the first hour, there's a real possibility that we take two hours on Nimoy and knock it out, and then we have an hour on Laradar. And it's just like we gotta be gotta make sure that we're not walking into Laradar without healing cooldowns. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. That's um that's a good point. Yeah. We I have um yeah, we did we had set up council for last week because we had a, I think we had like an hour, maybe not that long, maybe like 45 minutes of pulls on council last week. So um, yeah. We have a little bit of an idea of what to do, but um, yeah, no, it'll be it'll be interesting to raid on a Monday. We'll see what we'll see how we do it. So it'll it's a, it's a new raid day, new raid week. So yeah. yeah, it'll be it'll be fun. So um, well, cool. No, it sounds. I mean, it sounds like we both had a, a decent week. Um, in terms of uh, in terms of raiding, yeah, I was a. We'll say well, I had a really fun week. LFR is always a good time. Um, so. I only at had least, to do two bosses, which was nice. It, so. At this point in the tier, because every wing has has tier items in it, you get a lot of uh, like raiders queuing LFR, mm-hmm. trying to uh, get you know tier tokens. Dude, it was Tuesday was amazing. I I queued into an LFR where there was no lie. I think eight DPS over like 150, 160 thousand yeah. damage. We yeah. melted. It was. Yeah. I didn't do anything. It was great clear yeah. all the trash it was oh god yeah so luckily didn't well luckily catalyst comes next week so i'll have four piece on tuesday yeah whether it happens so i have a i have a great indestructible chest that i will catalyst um unless i get something in my vaults and we'll go from there so yeah Spe- speaking of of loot uh I-, I mentioned this a little bit before but i'm playing blood decay this year right we have basically not seen two-handed weapons drop Nice. Except for the two-handed agility polearm with the proc on it. Oh. We've gotten like five of them. And we only <laughs> have two. No, 
one person that can actually use them for main spec. And nice. that's our, we have a guardian druid tank. Um, so I ended up, I have a heroic one. Oh, really? <laughs> I have a heroic awesome. one. I believe it's heroic. It's, it's normally heroic. It's max upgraded. The only other weapon I've been able to get my hands on is a world quest item. The oh. max upgraded is I level 463. And so this, this on is an agility weapon. It's I level 476 though with a proc. And so like it ends up being that on single target, it is better for me on blood to be using the agility <laughs> weapon than the strength weapon that's, you know, 13 eye levels lower. That is awesome. That um, is awesome. Now, AoE is still better to use the strength weapon, but single yeah. target in raid, it's better to use the agility one, which is just... So that's my project, actually. One of my projects for after raid is, or after the podcast is getting some keys, try and get a, try and get a weapon. Nice. Yeah, we were in a... Speaking of weapons, we were in fall a bunch yesterday, like I mentioned. I think of those like ten or twelve keys I did, probably three quarters of them were were fall Calicons keys. Fall, yeah. Because our we were going, our rogue needs needs some daggers. Um, our rogue pulled a, a myth track dagger from the vault on Tuesday. Oh, they very are. Nice. They were so happy about that. Yeah, I think our one. I think our rogue. Shout out to Enath. I think he's something at like forty falls at this point this week with no daggers even seen yeah so he's he's down bad a little bit he's not not having a fun time so um but cool yeah no it's been i i like these weeks it's funny i personally I, i'm not a huge fan of mythic plus in general but um i've been having an actual blast and i think it's just because nowadays like Missweaver, i have so many things so many buttons to press that do keep my group alive it's actually fun when you have more it, than just vivify spam to do yeah no it's uh it's been when, a blast to to heal keys so when your abilities feel powerful things are more fun yeah what, who, who would have thought that so yeah yeah no it's awesome like like even like we were talking to did a bunch of everblooms and like the aoe on the last boss plus when the ads up and like you get the aoe on the boss the ad hits and everybody's at like 20 percent health and i hit a 10 stack shaylin's gift and everybody's topped i'm just like oh this feels so good it's yeah. great so yeah yeah, shout, shout out to BFA for being the worst expansion in yet another way because that's oh, yeah. when tanks felt like unless you were playing like Prot Warrior in keys, tanks felt terrible. Oh like, yeah. Nothing felt powerful. Uh it was awful. Absolutely awful. And like, yeah. This is much better. <laughs> nice nice um well cool let's uh i mean we can move through some of the the news we have a couple of things i don't think we've talked about yet so a couple of rehash things and then um did have a a couple of news things before getting i mean the main topic this week i think is honestly going to be just the content we've been doing we'll sort of continue that conversation but we do have a couple of news items first up there was an interview um with david is it david sorry no i lied not david are you talking what about is the John Height interview? John Height. Oh, God, yeah. I said David. So John Height interview um, with uh, an outlet called But Why Though. Um, interesting name. Um, where they sort of just gave a, an interview of just the Warcraft universe in general. So it wasn't WoW specific, um, but it was sort of just about Warcraft in general. Um, sort of talked a little bit about like basically creating new experiences in the Warcraft universe, which is something they really haven't done since WoW had come out. 
Um, so that's where There's like Hearthstone. Work. Yeah, but yeah, I guess Hearthstone is based on WoW-ish lore. That's fair. Yeah. Um, so I guess yeah, since Hearthstone, so you have Hearthstone, and now you have Warcraft Rumble, um, which is really interesting. Um, so it gave a little bit about you know trying to put the Warcraft universe in other mediums, um, so other types of games and things like that. Um, but then he did talk a little bit about two topics I think are kind of interesting here. First up is sort of the classic, but the Wowhead calls a classic conundrum. But it's essentially the idea that like, do they rewrite classic um, based on what they know today, and like, do they build new story, new content, things like that? Um, yeah. And like we've talked about this, and I think you know. I think you were very much in the camp of like, let's do like a, a classic, not maybe not fully in this camp, but the idea of doing like a classic expansion, right? Like yeah. taking the story in a different direction, um, building a bunch of assets from there. Um, so John sort of mentions a little bit about that, about how the team kind of right now is not ready to make that leap uh, into doing like entirely new content, but still sort of leave the current story in place and maybe expand on certain areas. That's where like season yeah. of discovery comes in, trying to do raids for lower level dungeons, like enhance that type of stuff where the story doesn't really change, but maybe the mechanics and it's like the way you play change of the same story in more depth. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so talk a little bit about that, which I think is, I think is interesting. I mean, it's, it's funny. I don't, I don't know. I mean, if classic continues with its trajectory, I honestly think we get like essentially two games. Like we get the, you know, the retail, like current generation type stuff. And then you get TBC version 2.0, whatever an expansion, like that's not TBC, yeah. but like an actual expansion. Cause I think, I think there's still enough people that want like both and Blizzard still makes enough money from both that it makes sense. Yeah. So, um, see something like that. And then, um, there was a big thing on sort of the retail. Um, announcement of doing three expansions and sort of the story there so john sort of i think made a pretty good point a pretty big point here that there is another chris out there um which to be fair you, this is a chris i didn't i didn't realize this was the chris he was talking about until i sort of went back and read a couple of the interviews but chris robinson who if you don't rem if you don't know chris robinson was sort of a i think he led the art team i think they said call him senior art director um, yeah. But he was like, he did a bunch of panels at Blizzard talking about art, like at BlizzCon a couple years ago. Um, and so Chris now is the overall like creative director for World of Warcraft, which includes sort of story narrative and things like that. Um, so you've got, you know, Metzen probably at a level above doing more like broad sweeping strokes and then sort of Chris right. Robinson sort of, you know, the person a little bit lower level in the details, sort of making sure the wow story makes sense. Um but yeah, they sort of talked about how Chris's job right now is to make sure like the next three expansions are cool. Um, and they continued to bring up, which I didn't, I know they they made a little bit of a deal about this in BlizzCon, but um, continue to bring up the idea of going back to previous zones. So, or previous areas of the world. So going back to Northrin, going back to yeah. um, which I think will be cool. I, I wonder how they do it. Meaning like, I wonder if they do the cataclysm change the world. And like that's now the world now, or if they do it like the right. the chromy phasing type stuff where they do with Undercity. I think that everything going forward is going to be chromy phasing. That would be my my guess. Like we have the yeah. blasted lands that got remade for the um, is it the Legion launch event? No, Wad. Wad launch event. Right. Yeah. You can chromy time that. There's other places in the world that are similar to that. I'm I'm blanking right now. Obviously, there's Undercity, right? Yeah. Um, but there's a few different zones like that that just got changed. Oh, uh, Silithus. Yeah, and then um, the MOP zone. 
you can go back and forth. Veil of Eternal oh, Blossoms. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so there's there's those, and that's a little bit functional. Like they don't want to remove a low level questing zone. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, like they they would not want to remove all of Northrend as leveling content, right? That's true. That is true. Yeah. Um, so I suspect we'll get chromie time and as you're leveling, you'll go through the old version. And then when you come back for the new expansion stuff, it will get, you'll get chromie timed to the new version. That makes sense. That makes sense. So, um, but yeah, no, so I think it's, I think it's cool that they've got sort of one person seems like one person responsible for the story. Um, you know, at least over the overall direction. And then, um, and then, yeah, the, the idea of going back into some of these zones, I think would be cool. Like I, I saw a couple of like fan things around how you split up Quelth loss, like, and so, or sorry, in like silver moon city and you have like a, an Alliance side of it and then a horde side of it. Right. And yeah, um, what it looks like to fly over there, getting it connected to the continent. will be really cool. That will be nice. Um, so yeah, no, I think there's, there's some interesting stuff going back. So, um, and yeah, I think from a, from a player point of view, it's nice to know that like we have an idea of like building this saga, which to be fair, like, let's be honest with ourselves. It's a little bit of a marketing thing too. Cause oh, like yeah. you get invested in the story and the war within, you're like, well, I gotta see how this plays out. And then you're there for like the next like three, four years, right? Finish yeah. off the next two expansions. So there, there's also like, there's one thing that they brought up in this interview that kind of is contrary to the presentation of the world soul saga. Mm-hmm. Um, but is, I think, relevant, especially given how Shadowlands and BFA went, where they were they talked uh they talked a bit about like trying to bring things back down and not lose track of like the individual player and their role in the story. Mm-hmm. Um, which we can all meme about, you know, champion the wounds, right? Like the player had no agency or role. Oh, yeah. The player had no role in the story of BFA. They, tr- they, like the entirety of BFA could have played out without the player character existing at all. Same thing with Shadowlands. Um, oh, yeah. And in a way, kind of sort of Dragonflight, but the Dragonflight story was so much more grounded in, you know, so it wasn't like, you know, this grand, you know, defeating death stra- story. It was like the centaurs are fighting the other centaurs that are bad. Yeah. Right. And we'll help the good ones. <laughs> and, and we'll help one of the sides, right? Yeah. Like a, a lot more low to the ground, a lot more relatable. Um, World Soul Saga isn't. Like the way they presented it is not. It's a lot closer to the, the Shadowlands, kind of like big epic light versus void. Um, they did talk about wanting to not lose track of the player in these stories. I'm curious to see how they will pull that off. If we will see, like, I, I keep bringing it up, the Final Fantasy style of storytelling where you have, uh, in, in the Final Fantasy thing, you have the Warrior of Light, who is your your player character, mm-hmm. that drives things forwards and participates in everything and, you know, picks dialogue options and, and stuff like that. Uh, the dialogue options, for reference, don't do anything <laughs> other than change animations on the next screen. There's right. no broader implications of it. And sometimes they don't even do that. They'll have cleverly written the next line of dialogue to be to make sense no matter what you chose. That's awesome. Um, but they do that to make it feel more like you're engaged, like you are involved in driving the story forward rather than, you know, in Magni's sidecar. 
Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Yeah, no, yeah, that's, I mean, I will say that, like, the, yeah, hopefully the the story itself um, sort of, like, ends up being, I'll say, good, right? Something that people enjoy and resonate with, because, like, I think the, I think the other thing, too, is thinking back, like, going, like, I haven't replayed, like, Warcraft one or two in years and like i played a ton of warcraft 3 but i to be fair haven't replayed it in years like i know the story beats of like yeah. how that goes but having not replayed it i don't know if it was actually good at the time right like if you like there's a lot of nostalgia with it there's a lot of like That's hey this was like heresy well i'm just saying like i i think people, i don't think you're wrong though <laughs> no i think i think it's like you 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 see this great story and you're like dude like arthas sylvanas malfury and illidan like all these big characters in the Warcraft universe, which nowadays like they're, you know, super old in terms of just like when that story was told. Yeah. Um, was it really as great as we thought it was, or is it just at the time it was as great, right? There um, was a lot of, in my opinion, so it's also been a bit since I played it, but in my opinion, there was a lot of rule of cool, mm-hmm. right? Like the stuff that happened with Illidan in the, I don't remember the name of the map, but the forest map. Um, was oh, yeah. very much rule of cool, like where he, you go and you get the skull of Gul'dan and you do this, right? Like rule of cool, very um, shade, like morally gray. Yeah. Right. Like they tried to do a BFA morally gray, but they actually like did it more successfully there. And then, you know, Arthas's fall is I think yep. actually executed. I, I think if there's one thing that is actually really actually yeah. good about Warcraft 3, it is Arthas's fall where you go through the human campaign and you start dealing with the undead and you start fighting them and you see you know people dying and turning into zombies and you then you reach uh stratholm and arthas is like well we have to, we have the opportunity to stop this we have to stop this we're going to burn the city yeah and everybody around him is like what the fuck are you doing yeah yeah but i think playing yeah and i think that's the idea is like my remembrance of that is like that is that makes that made sense in the context of the story which is much different than like sylvanas burning darnassus yeah right or teldrassil right like yeah like, there's a couple of parallels you can make there but i think like yeah the story be wise like art you can you can understand why arthas would make that decision knowing who right. arthas was beforehand like the sylvanas thing was so out of character like yeah. so yeah it, it would have been it's a little bit fun to think about like go back and think about like what they could have done to make that make sense right like if there there had been a build-up of like the horde coming to rely on some kind of you know soul magic you know yeah. soul fueled magic that they needed to power their war machines and were in a losing position and needed more power to yeah. prevent being overrun then maybe there's like a war crime but still like you can then at least it's not completely out of character and just what the hell is going on yeah, right? yeah, yeah. like that that one is just straight rule of cool but it's not this like small rule of cool thing it's this large incredibly bad character assassination rule of cool thing exactly yeah exactly so no i think um yeah i mean i'm I, like i said i think overall i'm I think I'm actually excited for this story. Maybe we'll start. Maybe we'll actually bring back Lore Corner. We keep talking about it, but maybe yeah. we'll, maybe I'll, I'll get a little bit into the story for the for the War Within uh, as we as we learn more. But no, I think um, 
yeah, I think it's cool that they laid it all out. I mean, the interview is really well done. I think John has a has a really good idea. Him and Holly, um, I think of the entire sort of Warcraft like games, right? Because there's now three different games, right? So like the the at least the RPG games or the MMO games, right? There, yeah. There's three of them. I think they have a really good handle on what people are excited for. Because I'm I'm excited to play Season of Discovery. Like I'm gonna play yeah, Hunter. That I'm actually, be... so that comes out this week. Yeah, which stinks because. I, I mean, I bit. will I will get to it, I think is my thing, because I still have a bunch of Mythic Plus to do, and I'm, I'm still having fun in retail. Like, it's it's such a an awful problem to have that you enjoy too many games to play. But, right. um, but no, I think it's, I think they're doing a, an awesome job just across the board. Um, and then I'm getting, I, I boosted, I boosted a Rogue in Wrath, because um, I'm a dirty person who just pays to, to get to 80. Um, mm-hmm. But, um, but I'm excited I'm so to play Rogue in, Catal- in Cataclysm, because I mm-hmm. want to, I want some legendary deck. I've literally never gotten legendary weapons. And so um like the old ones, right? I always played a healer back then and yeah. I was too no, I no played Valonier? a healer too late. Well, I played a two t- healer too late for Valor. Oh, okay. um, you you just kept main swapping off of the legendary specs. Basically, yeah. 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 So never got Valonir. Um but yeah, and then missed out on the rogue daggers and Kata. So no, I think I think I think they're doing a great job across the board. So Miles in a good spot. Um, but um, but cool. Maybe a couple other things before we get into some of the the tuning stuff that they've done this week. Two things I don't think we've talked about that are coming or that are out in. Uh, I guess maybe one thing that's coming in ten two dot five, and then one thing that hopefully people get soonish. But I will say that my quest is bugged. Um, um, so there are, they did put in this patch, a uh, new helm enchants, um, which is a cool thing. So it's a, an item you get from a quest line, um, where it, uh, imbues your helm with a certain buff, a different buff based on your specialization. So there's one for tanks, healers, and then I think it's physical DPS or sorry, range DPS and melee DPS. So not physical yeah. or, or, but range and melee. Um, and there's a, basically a quest line you do throughout the raid. Um, so it's requires you to kill essentially, um, Agira, Laradar, Smolderon, and Tindril, uh, and then gather 50, like, what are they called? Ephe- echoed ephemera. Echoed ephemera. Yeah. And this is the part that's bugging for people, right? Yeah. The so ephemera. I, yeah. So, so I have seven ephemera yeah, of the 50 it, I need. It's supposed to be capped at 10 per week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you do a full clear, you're supposed to get 10 um, or up to 10. Yep. And there is catch up, so if you miss a week and you come back, you can get more than that. It's like a rolling cap, like uh, like crests are on. Yeah, like basically you, like crests. Yeah, you you can get ninety week one and then up to one eighty week two, depending on how many you got in week one. Mm-hmm. Um, so with ephemera, you could get up to ten week one, up to twenty week two, and so on. And I believe that means you could, in theory, complete it on week five of the raid. Um. There was a bug. There was a blue post about it where people were not getting the correct amount of Echoed Ephemera. Yeah. I know a bunch of people got like three. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm also running around. I think I have 11 after oh, two nice. clears. So yeah. a little bit better than you, but not yeah, a lot. I, to be fair, I missed I miss a clear this week. So I mean, I, that's yeah. probably why I missed a couple. But yeah, so... Um, but yeah, so hopefully they fix that. And then, yeah, these Helm Enchants, like I said, by week five, like you said, sorry, by week five, we should have them. Um, interesting couple of procs. I mean, for healers, it's just a, a damage absorb um, plus uh, damage reflect. So it's almost like a thorns. Um, 
and then a heal over time if that barrier is broken. Um, so, oh, and then, sorry, if it doesn't break, you gain versatility. So it just an extra absorb basically out there. It's just throughput. This is their like soft raid nerf. The tank one, yeah. at least on PTR, was extremely good. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know anything about the, like the range DPS ones and the melee DPS ones are just dots. Uh, yeah. Or not dots, but they're they're just damage procs. Um, mm-hmm. They do AOE. They do the split damage thing where they, they scale up the total amount of damage, but then they split it between all the targets you hit. So they do work in AOE. They do work in keys. Um, I don't think those ones are like particularly noteworthy. The uh, on, on raid testing, the tank one was like my number one healing on a couple of the raid tests. So that may not be how it is on live. But that is how it was on PTR. Yeah, but but yeah, seem seem like they're good. Seem like they're good helm enchants. Yeah, you're right. Probably just a, a soft way to give additional power to, to players um, as we come in. So those should be hopefully all that like the ephemeral, whatever, echoed ephemera. The drop rate is fixed and we'll be able to hopefully get those shortly. Um, the other thing that was, this is a more of a data mine to 10 to 5 thing. I don't think we talked about this, um, but WoW had made a really, say, disingenuous post, I'll say, but clickbait as hell. Love them. Um, about raid buff trinkets in 10.25. And so a bunch of green items, essentially, green quality items showed up with different um, like player buffs. So like there was one for uh, Chaos Brand, which is, of course, the Demon Hunter ability that uh, does 5% additional magical damage to targets. Um, there was one for Bloodlust. There was another for um, Ankh, um, essentially. Um, and so... Um, basically they asked the question of, are these the new ray buff trinkets? However, I think they, they sort of snuck this in here, like as a footnote, which is like, or they could just be for the follower NPC dungeon system, <laughs> which the kind of so makes a little bit more sense. I mean, the bloodlust and the, um, onk, I agree with, like, it makes more sense for those to be follower ones. You don't need a, f- you don't need the demon hunter debuff for follower dungeons. That is, I mean, true. You don't. True. Um, but it's like a nice to have. Like, it's just a weird thing to put on a trinket, right? Like, the idea is do you sacrifice a DPS or even, I mean, honestly, do you sacrifice a player's trinket slot? It could be any player, yeah. right? I mean, what it, what it really is, is if you see these and you have them on the tier, you go, who has the worst, the worst second trinket? Yeah. Okay, you're wearing a debuff. Yeah, which is going to be healers. So yeah, welcome. Great. Just or tanks. On sometimes, sometimes the, ta- the second tank trick is like pretty, pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. They, oh God, we got the we got the cheap death trinket for for Argo. I think it's sorry. Speaking of trinkets, a little side. I think it's Rowdy. There's an absorb yeah. trinket too that's really good. Just fucking wild. Which, which one's that? that? Are you talking about the last tier Fester Mouth one? Maybe I don't know. It's a, it does a huge amount of absorb. It says he puts a huge absorb on you. Yeah, I mean that's probably last year's Fester Mouth. I don't yeah. know of any this year they do that. But maybe maybe I'm out of touch. Because yeah. Blood Decay doesn't need it. <laughs> Blood, de- Blood Decay is is sturdy. <laughs> no, but yeah, there's um some new items that contain essentially player skills or buffs from certain classes have shown up. So we'll see exactly what they're used for. Um I would imagine it's either Blizzard testing something or like hopefully not required for a range that's the other thing that these could be too is they could just be internal testing items that are not intended for use although those would normally be tagged with the do not translate tag 
Yeah. Um, they would have like the DNT in brackets if you've seen those on Wowhead before. Um, those are usually internal things that they don't care about translating. They're just using it internally and testing stuff and or right. it's never going to show up in an actual game client. Maybe it shows up on like Warcraft logs or in Wowhead, but it's never actually going to show up in the game client. So they don't care about translating it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see, I guess we'll see more in 10, 10 to five. That's a little mouthful. Um, before, uh, yeah, before too long. So we'll see if they actually do anything with these. Um, but there's a handful of those, uh, those, um, those put in there. So, um, well, cool. I think then now onto some of the, like our larger topics of the day. Um, we did uh, we did get a ton of tuning as we always do uh, the second week, and a ton of Mythic Plus tuning, which I actually did want to spend some time going through some of this because having yeah. done a lot of keys, I think it's interesting to see what they are and aren't changing. Um, so I don't know how many keys you've done between this week and last week, but. Um, Probably makes sense maybe to just go a little bit dungeon by dungeon. We don't have to touch on everything, but um, yeah. uh, a couple of big ones. So um, out of the gate, um, Atal Dazar, we'll, we'll start there. Did get a bunch of sort of changes this week. Um, a lot of changes in terms of like the packs in the middle. Um, so the Sarids, you know, Thrash, um, some of the Wildfire um, proc or periodic rate um uh, actually taking faster, so a little bit more damage um, going out. Uh, and then just general sort of ups and so sort of ebbs and flows. I'll say in general, like the, the, that dungeon at Taldazar seems very similar difficulty-wise as to was previously. Um, you know, the the Razan is Razan, not a big deal. Center section is center section, not a big deal. Um, I will say the, and then the, you have the right and the left trash, we'll say at the start. But yeah. I think still has the same issue, it, not issue, but the same difficulty it had when it was a regular dungeon. It's right side, super healer focused. Like if you have a bad healer, you're gonna have a bad time if you clear the right side uh, to the totem boss. And then the left side seems much more like if you have good interrupts, good stuns, good just group coordination, it seems like you make that one a joke. So if you don't have that, also gonna be a rough time in there. So, um, but yeah, yeah. we um, the uh, the right side, the thing that I learned about the right side is that Shield Bash, which is a mechanic that I didn't really care about in BFA when this was current, uh, is something that I very much care about now, because that oh, thing yeah. crushes you. Uh, Fervent Strike, no longer Fervent Strikes, which is a fun sentence to say, yeah. um, which is a huge quality of life improvement, um, especially with stuff like Entangling actually forcing you individually as a tank to move. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think overall, like the... They buffed some stuff, right, on this uh, dungeon. The most relevant ones are that they buffed the Priestess boss, right? The adds have more health, which is very funny to me, given that if you could not kill them, you already didn't kill them. Exactly, yeah. Like, ideally, you, like, you know, Paralysis 1, Hex 1. I actually don't know if you can Hex them. Paralysis 1, Root 1. You know, you only get like three maybe on most key levels. So yeah. you just like deal with it. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Or you just bring two druids that both have mass entanglement and yeah. you never look at them again. Yeah. 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 The, yeah, the other um, boss change I think is relevant is the asthma one. Yeah, which was surprising. Um Yeah. So yeah, so they made Yasma's Racking Pain, which is a cast time that puts a dot on someone that does a fairly 
substantial amount of initial damage and then ticks on them for a period of time. Uh, they made it uninterruptible and no longer a curse. So essentially it's uninterruptible single target target damage that you have to heal through as a healer. Um, honestly, we did it. I did this one on a, I think it was a 19, like I said, 18 or 19. Um, wasn't terrible. I'll say that the problem with the dot is essentially when you get a slight overlap between that and then the um the souls where the, the souls adds that spawn. Yeah. That person is generally in trouble. And I think as a healer too, um, particularly in melee as a healer, um, it's sometimes difficult where you're stuck trying to dodge spiders, but then also making sure you don't not pay attention to that person for more than like a second or two. Yeah. Um, this was a super weird one to me because Yasma's already kind of where Atalda's Arkies die. Yeah. Uh, like everything up to this point is fairly easy. Mm-hmm. Um, not a whole lot's going on. Um, probably the most frequent thing that I've seen wipe groups outside of Yasma is accidentally face pulling extra stuff when you're going right side. Yep. That, that'll kill you. Um, and then uh, Razan can kill you. And then uh, the Volkal totems messing up the totems. So you kill them at the wrong times and you have to do it twice. Yep. Uh, I've Re- seen that. Yeah. Yeah. But like Razan Pursuit, if somebody messes up their immune or doesn't run away in time, like that can, that boss can spiral relatively quickly if somebody gets eaten. Yeah. We, I had, um, speaking of Razan getting eaten, I had a, uh, I had a demon hunter do the thing you should kind of do but he he tried to play the edge a little bit a little bit too much got pursuit targeted then essentially jumped and fell rushed out but his position never updated on the server so he's literally in his view and everybody else's view he's fell rushed all the way out perfectly fine and then like half a second later he's getting eaten and dies <laughs> uh yeah position uh for like bosses and things generally doesn't update until your feet touch the ground yeah fun, yeah fun fact yeah it was um it was uh it was it was a it was a fun start to that key uh but no i mean it, yeah that's um yeah the yasma stuff is is interesting um definitely you have to pay attention now put that debuff on your bars if you haven't because like i've never to be fair, I didn't realize what Rocking Pain did until people started dying. And I was like, can we interrupt that? And then they'd be like, uh, no. I'm like, okay. Yeah. I mean, okay. it used to just be like, that's what you did as a tank is you kicked that and you lived skewer. Yeah. And living skewer is not too hard anymore. Um, just tanks are more powerful. Again, like in BFA, tanks sucked. Yeah. Tanks really sucked. Nothing you did was powerful. It was awful. Uh, skewer was very threatening. Skewer is no longer very threatening. Like. Yeah. You need to use a defensive on it, but you have a plethora of defensives to use, so it's not an issue. Which means the only thing you're really doing as a tank on that fight is like walking backwards in a circle. So it's kind of, it went from like, you know, you're walking backwards in a circle, but also have to make sure you stay in range to do the kick to just like walking backwards in a circle. That's it. That's the whole fight. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So that's. I think that's. They also adjusted. I think earlier this week they told us our count, which um, yeah, which is fine. You just have to pull. They added yeah. more counts. So you have to pull a little bit more. But I, um, I think um, this is fine. It just pushes you into uh, doing shroud skips a little bit less. Yeah. Like shrouded mass and skips just a little bit less, and that's fine. 
like you already like the routes that that I would do in BFA more or less still work. The only difference is that like now you pull the dinosaurs, which they nerfed. You could, the dinosaurs in the middle got yeah. nerfed. Um, so and people that's the other place that used to wipe keys. People yeah. failing to walk past the dinosaurs. Yeah, or or while walking past, grabbing a random pterodactyl thing. Yeah. Well, uh, I I pull those, and honestly, part of yeah. the reason I pull those is because people keep face pulling them. So I, yeah, <laughs> at least I could just pull them, and we'll kill them, and we'll plan it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's all Taldas are. I mean, yeah. So it's funny you mentioned that we did last night. We our route was pulling literally everything in the middle, and yeah. then and then invis potting past like half the trash on the right to to pull the boss. So really, um, yeah. interesting. Yeah, so you basically skip like the the you the get all the invis trash? stuff. You get all the invis stuff on the right. Yeah. Um, and then you basically sh- you walk past the typical pack you typically skip. Yeah. And then you get to that last pack before you go over the little bridge to the final area. You just you invis yeah. pop past that pack. Okay. Yeah. That that pack that does pack. suck. I can definitely yeah. see skipping that one. Yeah. So, but no, it was uh not bad, not bad. Um, they also made a a bunch of adjustments. Maybe another dungeon, Throne of the Tides. Lots of we'll say nerfs to Throne of the Tides. So I think yes. is, I think is fair. Um, particularly nerfs to the to the the final tunnel to the final boss, the the gauntlet. Um, so they've basically reduced the total number of the little ad spawns, um, which I think is awesome because that is the worst part about that dungeon. Yes. Um, essentially now, specifically now with bursting too, it's very much like slightly annoying to get bursting stacks plus those mob stacks um they've also reduced in that same hallway the the big water elementals their swell their aoe ability um by a fair amount which is awesome um and then they've also lowered the health of the goblins the uh, well particularly the aqua mages um which uh which is good to kill us a little bit faster so um, yeah so the the way we pull this now um is basically you do it in so you have the the goblin pack up at the top of the stairs that's not mm -hmm. part of the gauntlet we we just pull those separately then there's uh, a, a patrolling swell that we do with a pack of four goblins mm-hmm. and another patrolling swell that we do with a second pack of four goblins and then the double swell. The that's, end, yeah. that, that's the whole gauntlet. Yeah. I think, I think in at least in my pug groups, what I found is that people on that second goblin pack need to yeah. move into the pack. Yes. Yeah. So to basically stop stuff important. from coming in the back. Yeah. Yeah. Because it can get a little, get a little hairy. They also did um, something that, I, I find funny because I always forget about this pull, but it's actually god awful. Is the Snapdragons, basically the dog pack, uh, right before you get to the first boss and that big room where you actually fight the second the, boss? The one with like eight of them? Yeah. 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 They reduced essentially the health of those mobs. Um, and then they also increased the tick rate of the Razor Jaws, which is the, uh, I think, the dot they put on people, right? Yeah. Um, the other way, incre- decrease the tick rate. It, it takes 50% one point, less often. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, oh yeah, you're right. So they increase the time between ticks. Yes. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. I, yeah. My um, way did not make sense. Which is super relevant. Um, that pull, you basically still need to kite as a tank if you are pulling that at a decent key level, like a twenty mm-hmm. plus key level, because they just don't die quickly enough. And if you go to twenty stacks of the dot, you're just gonna die. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you can dwarf it off, so dwarf supremacy still continues. Nice. Um, I highly I expect that in 11.0 we're going to see dwarf racial nerfs. That's my making that prediction now. Nice. Yeah. Um, but you can dwarf it off, you can cauterize it off, but it's still like 
they you apply they don't give you an opportunity to drop stacks unless you kite and then you can drop stacks and keep from going to crazy high high numbers and getting yeah one shot as, by a doc it's, it's funny as a healer in that um in that part it's the typically it's not that i sometimes the tanks hitting too many stacks but it's typically the start when the dogs start jumping and like fixing yeah. people that it becomes just like really annoying to, to yeah. deal with so yeah um but yeah, some solid. They also did a bunch of, well, it's not a bunch of, but a but a handful of nerfs to the final to Azumat, Azumat, the final yes. boss. Um, basically, like reducing um, the pool damage, I believe, um, by a fair amount, and then increasing the cleansing. How um, much cleaning theme. fluid you get? Yeah, yeah. By, yeah. by an additional two seconds, I think you have to clean clean the clean the floor. Now, um, the the most relevant nerf from this. Is that your tank no longer gets one shot if they pull from slightly outside of melee range? Yeah. Uh, which I, I had a couple of times where I, like, you know, ran in, pushed taunt, got hit for all of my health, and went into purgatory. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that that uh, foul bolt ability now won't go off in the first eight seconds of the fight, basically. So you have time to waddle your ass into melee range nice nice yeah yeah no yeah that's a that's a solid change there to to throne um but yeah so um nerfs there and then they also did nerf uh nerf rise so the the upper i guess people call it upper or like the second half people call uh, it rise yeah i don't know i people in my guild still call it upper and lower um yeah there are days um but yeah they nerfed the first boss in rise tier the infinite keeper um basically the barrier absorb um is lowered um the uh the um sorry um so the barrier duration is is lowered um it also um they've they've done work on the time between double and triple strike um so a larger cooldown between those they basically nerfed um, like the trash in the sand room yeah like most of that trash ate nerfs like the the untwist which is the tank frontal that goes off uh 20% less like all the ads have 10% less health in there now all the ads they like explode when they die that explosion does half as much damage like loads of nerfs there yeah yeah so solid nerfs there and then nerfs to the last boss from both a health percentage health perspective so 10% off the last boss's health along with infinite corruption which is the large aoe damage i believe um, yeah. has been reduced by 20% which still will kill you if you're like our idiot warlock and is worried about casting their staff on the boss and their camera gets shot up straight up in the air and they can't see the ground and just stand in puddles yeah. not like we almost wiped to someone in my guild doing that so yeah yeah uh that boss uh that key lives and dies by that boss that's you can do everything else in that key perfectly the timer isn't fairly tight um and if you wipe on that last boss, you've wiped your key. Yeah. It is, it is a long fight. It is a grueling fight. It is a still very numerically tight encounter. Yeah. Don't, and, and don't uh, go in there with a warrior tank. Because oh yeah. the breath, dot plus dot, just crushes warriors. Oh, yeah. I, I uh, did that key for the first time yesterday. Uh, we were doing, I think, a 21 or 22. I, first time on Tyrannical. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I was really surprised how significant I was expecting the upfront damage to kill me. The dot is the real killer there. Oh yeah. Uh, 
So what I ended up having to do is like, you know where the two ads spawn and you get the tank breath right after, mm-hmm. but then you run away. Like I'm playing a death knight. I don't have anything to death strike. I'm going to die. But you can AMS and prevent the dot if you fully absorb the hit. So you hit like a DR and AMS and you don't get the dot. That's and then nice. you just walk over and you still have to very slowly. I'm gonna Next time we do it, I'm getting a priest or an evoker to rescue me over there after yeah, breath yeah. to uh, make it easier because the ads start casting this really heavy magic damage like fireball thing. It's not called fireball. It's basically fireball. Yeah. Um, and uh, they cast it on DPS and they get very unhappy and ask me to taunt. Yes. I'm like, I'm trying. I am 47 <laughs> I'm, yards away. I'm trying my hardest to get over there to you. Yeah, no, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, that, that boss is unfun, I'll say this week. Um, but no, I think, um, those are the major, I think, dungeons this week that caught nerfs. Minor stuff across the board elsewhere. Um, like in Dark Heart Thicket, Oak Heart, uh, Crushing Grip, Throw was reduced by 15%. So minor, you know, reduction there. Um, they didn't you know, nerf so- the last boss, though. Dark That's Heart. always of Dark Heart. That's the one that actually is a problem. Although I think as people get used to doing the thing again, where you try and keep the boss from getting hit by the swirlies. Yeah. As people get more used to that, it'll stop being as much of an issue. But Yeah, and as people realize that, like, you kind of want to group on the one person with the one debuff and run away with the person with the other debuff and not mix those up. Like some pugs I've done that key with last week would like mm-hmm. run on top of me with the fear thing and just fear me then 30 yards away from everybody else. I'm like, come on buds. But no, um, I think we'll continue to see some more nerfs. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they do something to honestly to Chrono Lord Dios um, last boss arise for warriors. Yeah. Cause warriors are just, that that key, honestly, anything higher than a twenty seems almost unattainable without some like very specific comps, um, just for the amount of magic damage that, that they take. So yeah, that the and the caster adds like it is a magic bolt. It's oh, yeah. really that it's really bad. Yeah, really really bad. That fight is rough. Yeah, it's a it's a yeah, which is such a it is is a such a contrast from fall, which is a free key. Every week they have to adjust the timer to fall because like we have we have fully wiped. I've, they can take like wiped. two minutes off the timer from fall and put those two <laughs> minutes on the timer to rise. Rise, yeah, yeah. And I think honestly, I think two minutes might not be enough. <laughs> yeah, because fall is like it. Yeah, it seemed like we fully wiped. I think twice in fall and still and still time the key. Still yeah. two chested it. Like I yeah. think it was or very close to two chested. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah that that fight is or that that entire key seems super free on either yeah. week. So. Um, but do you cool. want to then... hop back over to the race the world first stuff? Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I will say that there has been zero additional progress. Yeah, from from neither either... key, neither team has improved on their best percent. Yeah, so we have what Echo at one point eight, they're calling it percent. Yeah, and Liquid still at five six and a half six, or six and a half. So six and a half. Um, but yeah, so it's a. Uh, it's a close race. There was, so last night, we will say late breaking, uh, there was an HP nerf, I believe it was last night, Yeah. Um, uh, 4%. So FireEck went from 1.54 billion to 1.48 billion health, so a 4% health nerf, a minor, um, but I think it I think it makes sense. Um, I think it puts this boss in killable range. This yeah. is, they have not really done significant nerfs to bosses during practice tier, other than like the t- Tindril ate a 20% HP nerf this week. Yeah. 
that's wild which is which is fair i'll say yeah that um, boss needed that boss needs a lot more than that before we fucking pull it oh my yeah. god <laughs> yeah it looks it looks interesting for to to say the least but no um but yeah so the four percent i think makes sense i think echoes two percent wipe they had 70 or 80 percent energy on the boss with no seeds left so like essentially yeah. right before the enrage yeah. um but yeah the the i will the mythic mechanics on this boss look honestly absolutely wild so for those who have yeah. not been watching the race um you still have in the final phase phase three you still have the four good seeds we'll say that you yep. use to survive i think it's called apocalypse roar the big aoe damage and essentially in normal and heroic you have uh four essentially four rotations of the boss gaining 100 energy um or i guess it's five to be fair um because you'll die on the fifth one um to to use these seeds to get yourself safe and then um and then dps the boss down um the mythic mechanic here is that every time you use one of those four good seeds uh two corrupted seeds spawn um which function just like normal seeds with two we'll say two main differences every second they're not picked up they pulse aoe damage on the raid and when you do the uh the bombs on sarkarath yeah exactly oh yeah good point um and then once they are picked up they do a stacking uh dot or damage to the person holding them directly um which is which is like halandra's bombs yeah which is just an awful combination so what that essentially means is you start that phase three with just uh four good seats use your first seed now you have three good seeds and two bad seeds then it's two good seeds four bad seeds then it's one good seed six bad seeds and it's eight bad seeds which watching like echoes pull that two percent pull is just heartbreaking while you watch like one of the they, somebody died with a seed and then also like, just, like yeah. to, to be the other bit oh yeah sorry if a seed gets hit if a bad seed gets hit by a manic mechanic it's an instant raid wipe just like Halandra's. they are in a lot of ways basically just Halandra's bombs exactly yeah so and that's that, how that, they wiped it two percent yeah and that's also i guess the good seeds hit that same thing so if you have blaze and you're holding a seed you have to drop the seed and move the blaze out um the what are they called the wildfires i want to say uh, but yeah, the little the like random that. circles on the floor they also do it the tornadoes that spin around if they clip a seed that also triggers the raid wipe um, so yeah, there's literally just it's any damage the seed takes is a raid wipe, which yeah is nuts, like absolutely yeah. wild in terms yeah. of craziness. So if you guys aren't watching it, I highly suggest you turn on some streams now. Like we said, boss dies today, but um, and if you don't have a stream on, at least watching this phase three sounds. It's basically like a a, a harder version of Holandris, like a yeah. much harder version of Holandris, only wow. Uh, shorter shorter but harder yeah, yeah shorter but harder yeah yeah that's, and you actually get to this phase after phase one and two which are no still not easy. right we that's not even mentioning all the changes to the mythic version of phase one and phase two which there are many like in phase one if you've done that on heroic or normal you would know that some people get the like circles on them that they have to take and put next to the old fire mm-hmm. on mythic those are group soaks yep um and on Mythic, when he does Dream Rend, uh, in Phase 1 still, the uh, the fire circles near it basically send out orbs at where you are standing. So you basically like bait all the orbs, move out, bait more orbs, move out. But that means that you can't just like stand in a Spirit Link totem or something for the whole duration of the Dream Rend. Yeah. And at the intermission, now you have 
instead of just the orange orbs that you have to catch or they, you know, blow up on the boss and they don't literally wipe you on heroic, but it's it's bad. You shouldn't yeah. you shouldn't let them touch the boss. Um on Mythic, they do just wipe you. Uh but now there are also purple ones and you get a color and you have to soak the, only the ones that are your color and also it's a private aura so they're using a macro that's so yeah it's so messy they have like if you are orange push the macro and then they have an assignment week aura that like assigns you based on your macro push to either do an orange soak or a purple soak yeah and then you go and you do those and if you soak the wrong color instant raid wipe exactly yeah and then, I mean, P2 adds even additional ads. So there's now a purple and a, there's a purple like shadow, I guess. One of the, ad. one of the, it, like one of the elementals becomes purple and the other one stays orange. So yeah. you have, you still have two, I think, right? Yep. You still have one of, well, you still have one of each color, right? Yeah. Um, but then they also add a new, uh, like stun and dispel mechanic where like certain people yeah. get a purple debuff that will stun them after a period of time. And then if you have a red debuff, you have to run over that person to clear their stun. Um, they're also doing a macro thing for that too. Cause that's all yeah. private auras. So yeah. And then there's big ads to heal, which of course, you know, heal the tree for more, but it's then a large ad to heal. So yeah, yeah there's just a, it's a lot of it's a lot more on mythic like a lot more mechanics to worry about so yeah yeah like i said i think they're gonna have to before i kill this boss or really like i'll say we kill this boss there's gonna have to be some uh some changes because yeah it looks absolutely wild watching them do this i so. do think like unlike tendril i think tendril looks like seriously unfun to do like, yeah it does not look like a good time um i think fire Act looks like a blast yeah i think that i think with with fire actor like the i think the problem with tendril and this this for me specifically is the seed mechanic that you have to run yeah. over like that being so random i think is why i will ultimately dislike that boss um because losing pulls to like oh i ran to the spot i normally run to but there was only one seed and there's like three people assigned to this position and like yeah we tried to uh, adjust yeah that's it's gonna be and that's like their their tank positioning on that fight was set up in a specific way to try and get seeds to spawn in a specific like more or less yeah. consistent locations um i think that one of the first nerfs we'll see to that fight is reducing the number of seeds yeah because that, that makes just sense. makes it that just makes it easier so the mythic mechanic for that i don't know if we even talked about it but the mythic mechanic for that is uh the tendril seeds on mythic if, on heroic, if you soak multiple, you get a stacking debuff that increases the damage from soaking it. On mythic, if you soak a second one after soaking one, you spawn a tree that does pulsing like raid wide AOE, and the raid wide AOE is like four hundred k. Yeah, it's just a raid wide. Which I think it's the same AOE that happens if you don't if you soak. fail a, fail yeah. to soak it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. like if they if they cut the number of seeds, like right now you get legitimately eighteen or twenty seeds. Mm -hmm. if you reduce that i mean there's no public logs of it i don't think so i i don't know but it looks like basically everybody has to soak one um yeah. maybe a couple people get out of jail uh if they cut it down to like 12 right most people have to soak one everybody has to try and help not right. everybody yeah. has to actually find one and soak it yeah yeah so yeah, well, I mean, definitely we'll see some changes to those fights either this week or next week. I think if we get well once we get a kill this week, I definitely think we'll see some adjustments to some of those later, later mythic bosses. But um, 
but yeah, I think the other thing too is like we've talked a lot about. I just want to give one quick shout out. We talked a lot about Echo and Liquid being sort of the front runners, but Method is solidly in third place, which is I think a really good position from them. They were not. I mean, I wouldn't say they're neck and neck with with Liquid and Echo, they're but they're not. They're not like a step below them, right? They're probably like a half step. Yeah. They're getting better, um, which looks really cool. And then the other big thing is instant dollars from just a U.S. perspective, looking yeah. real good. They had a. I don't think we talked about this last week, but um, they were crushing some of the. Basically, they got to smolder on before First. anybody else. Yeah, yeah, and they were definitely as they're going through the raid. Like they had a couple of tweets from their like guild account that was like, "Hey, does anybody have any strats for like Naimu or anybody have any strats for?" For um, Laradar, like we're not used yeah. to making our own strats or whatever. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> we're not really a making strats guild. We're more yeah, of a yeah, copying yeah. Like strats Echo. guild. Yeah, they're like Echo and Liquid. Can you guys hurry up? Because uh, we need somebody to give us strats for this. So, yeah. no, I think it was, um, it's good for them. I think it kind of sucks that BDG, BDG or Big Dumb Guild sort of fallen off slightly. They're still, I think, third in the US. So they're not super far behind. Yeah. But like for, um, for reference on where things are now, um, Instant Dollars is at 10% on Tindril Mythic. Mm hmm. Um, and BDG is at 15%. Skyline, yeah. Skyline is at 15% as well, but Skyline has 860 wipes. So, I thought Skyline killed it. I thought I saw that pop up. I mean, some there is a, a Chinese slash Taiwanese guild that killed it. Uh, oh, I don't so think not it's Skyline. Skyline. Yeah, my fault. Uh, Skyline is listed with... Uh, here, I have the page pulled up. Uh, Skyline is listed with the, the uh, anglicized name here. Gotcha. Uh, there is another guild. Uh, I do not read whatever variant of characters yeah. these are. Sorry, I do not know how to say this. Uh, Neither do I. The, I thought that was. There yeah, is another was Chinese Skyline. guild that has killed Tindril. It might be Skyline, and it's incorrectly double listed, mm -hmm. which would suck. But um, I don't think it is. There were two Chinese guilds in the race. Yeah. Uh, so I think it is that second God, one that, that got 860 pulls on that yeah. ball. That is wild. yeah. Instant dollars for for reference, 370 and is five percent further ahead. Yeah, like that's and that's wild. not it's not exactly like boss percent's not exactly the best like how how you can measure things, but it, yeah, they, they're deep into both of them are deep into phase three. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I think I think that's everything for today. Unless you had anything else you wanted to cover. No, I think that is it. Echo just had another good wipe that they lost. Uh, I did not see what made them lose it. Uh, but Echo's got it locked in, man. They're looking good. They're looking good. Echo, uh, Liquid, Liquid, not not doing too shabby either. We'll see if they can pull out, uh, pull out the win here. But it is really, it's close. This is the closest race we've had, and honestly, the fact that like there haven't been big nerfs or anything like that, it's kind of nice. Yeah. We will hopefully see some pretty major ones to Tindril at least before the uh, before the rest of the world gets there. Yes. But, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. We shall see. Mm -hmm. uh, but that, I think, like you said, is going to be it for the show today. Uh, thank you all for watching and or listening. Uh, and if you enjoy this podcast and you want to support it and the other work that we do over at the Pico Strategy, you can do that over at our Patreon at patreon.com slash Strategy. And of course, uh, come and join the Discord. It is the best place to chat about the race of world first and how mm -hmm. there is exactly one kind of monk in it and it's not Brewmaster for once. Miss Weavers, go! Uh, and or F1, which is the other thing people will not stop talking about. 
hey, it's the final race today. We get, you got three months. You got 97 days until testing in Bahrain. So <laughs> some of those words I know. I know that Bahrain is a place. It is. It is. Yep. Uh, but that is going to be it for the show today. Thank you all for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye.